Today's episode is sponsored by Struggle Snuggles Ball Pythons. Struggle Snuggle is a small hobbyist breeder who wants to share the joy of ball pythons with new and experienced snake enthusiasts. Struggle Snuggle offers different types of morphs and standard non-morph pythons. Struggle Snuggle will offer insight on the first-time python owners and is available via email for questions on the continuation for healthy care of your new python. You can reach Struggle Snuggle through his Instagram at strugglesnuggle32257. That's strugglesnuggle32257. So you can get a look at the different type of snakes that he does own. Again, strugglesnuggle32257. His Instagram handle will be in the show notes. Now let's get on with the show. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The podcast is about to begin. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 98 of the Graveyard Grumbler podcast. I'm your host, Tina Romero Jr., a.k.a. the Graveyard Grumbler. Today's episode, I am going to give you a heads up. This episode is a little controversial. This episode is going to make you a little squeamish. This episode is going to make you kind of scratch your head and ask yourself, what in the actual fuck? I I don't know how I feel about this all the way yet. I don't know exactly where my thought is in on this kind of stuff, but this is kind of a two-parter mixed into one whole episode. I'm going to try to get it all done today, so it might be a long one. It might not. It might be my regular hour, but I'm pretty excited about it, but at the same time, I don't know how I feel about this episode, but let's go ahead and get into it. Episode 98, we are talking about organ harvesting and manimals. Yes, you heard me right. Organ harvesting and manimals. Graveyard Grumbler, what is a manimal? I will get to that later. Right now, let's go ahead and get into the first part of the show. Again, you are listening to episode 98. I am your host, Graveyard Grumbler. Let's get into it. What is organ harvesting, you ask? According to the World Health Organization, illegal organ trade occurs when organs are removed from the body for the purpose of commercial transaction. Despite ordinances against organ sales, this practice persists with studies estimating that anywhere from 5% to 42% of transplanted organs are illicitly purchased. Meaning that there is a huge chance that the organ that you get here in the United States has been illegally purchased. Or if someone walks in with an ice chest and says, yo, I just got a kidney, put it in me, coach. Chances are it was bought illegally on the black market. And believe it or not, there, there aren't really many sanctions preventing in such sales, which I was absolutely shocked. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. I would think that organ trail or organ trail, <laughs> organ sales would be one of the most sought after things next to drugs and guns, but apparently it's not. Why may you ask grumbler? Let me, let me tell you guys. Okay. Research indicates that illegal organ trade is on the rise with a recent report by global financial integrity, estimating that the illegal organ trade generates profits between 600 million and $1.2 billion per year with a span over many countries. These countries include, but are not limited to, Angola, Brazil, Canada, China, Colombia, Costa Rica, Eastern Europe, Ecuador, Georgia, Haiti, Israel, Kosovo, Libya, Mexico, North Macedonia, Pakistan, Peru, Philippines, Russia, South Africa, United Kingdom, and yes, you guessed right, the United States. Illegal, org, illegal organ trade brings in a, an estimation of $600 million to $1.2 billion per, per year. That, that, that's just a handful of countries that I just named off. So meaning the United States does not want to stop this or this trade. They want to keep it going because it's bringing revenue. And these are legitimate doctors. These are actual companies that are setting up in order to purchase these organs from other people. You would think, yo, but this, this can't be because we are the good old US of A, America, pro-life. No, no. It's only pro-life if you have, if you don't have any money, if you only have money to offer. If you have something to offer the world, then yeah, it's pro-life. But if you don't have anything to offer, guess what? Too bad, so sad, off in the gutter you go. But Grumbler, why do you think this is happening? Because we have such a shortage of organs that, or organ donors then we need to go find them off of the street and buy them illegally, but they're not illegal because the sanctions have are very loose and very, very, very flexible. Depending on where you're coming from, 
what you're offering and how much money you have in order to get this pushed through. Now you ask yourself, I only seen this on TV. You're absolutely right. However, this shit is real. When, when people are sex trafficked or when people are trafficked, they are trafficked for a handful of things, slavery, sex, or sex slaves. And one of the biggest reasons is so they can take your organs out and sell them on the black fucking market. But Grumbler, that only happens, I know it only happens in the movies, but no, it really happens in real life. When you go to foreign countries and you're left alone and you get roofied and you wake up and you're, and you're in a tub full of ice, guess what? More than likely, you probably don't have a kidney anymore. And that's, that's insane. When you see someone wake up and they have a scar on their, on their back because their kidney just got removed, guess what? It really did happen. Let's continue. Criminal networks increasingly engage in kidnappings, especially of children and teenagers who are then taken to locations with medical equipment. Did you hear what I said? For you in the back. Hey, put, hey take, your, take your AirPods out. I don't care how much they cost. Listen to the show. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Take your, take your, take your AirPods out. I'm talking here. Criminal networks increasingly engage in, cat, in kidnappings, especially of children and teenagers who are then taken to locations with medical equipment. There, they are murdered and their organs harvested for the illegal organ trade. Now, this is going to get you guys right now. I want you to turn, turn up the volume. Turn, 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 turn up the volume. Turn it up because I want you to hear this part. This part is, 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 is especially shocking to me. This is, when I read this shit, I was floored. Poverty and loopholes in, legisl in legislation also contribute to the illegal trade of organs. Poverty and loopholes in legislation also contribute to the illegal trade of organs. Let me break it down to, to, to my people out there who just have a GED like me. What that is saying is that because you might be poor or because you are poor and because of loopholes allowing illegal trade of organs to happen, meaning that even if they are caught, chances are they're not going to get caught. Chances are they're going to look the other way as long as they get the organ that they need for that procedure. Now, can you imagine you're, you're all these kids? Now, I live right here in Texas. I live out here in South Central Texas, and I'm about, I'm, I'm a few hours away from the border. At any given time, I'm a few hours away from the, from the Mexican border. And what is sad is that the human trafficking rates are so ridiculous out here in Texas. We see it everywhere. We see all the posters. We see all the, all the notes. We see everything. Please help me find my kid. My kid is, is 11 years old, and they've been missing since X amount of times. Now, if you are one of these parents, I deeply apologize, and I deeply sympathize, and I hope that the U.S. Marshall government and everyone else involved is doing what they can to get your kid back to you. I really do. Or if you know anybody who is suffering or who has been a victim of this, my, my heart goes out to you. I couldn't fathom the, the way you're feeling right now. However, the chances are that the, these people have been trafficked for a reason are very high. Now, you have to think about this, okay? Loopholes in legislation allows the illegal trade of organs, meaning that the government, our own fucking government, isn't doing anything to prevent the illegal trade of organs. Why do you ask? Again, I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to repeat myself a lot during this episode. The reason why it, it is, it, it, it's not being regulated is because we need organs for everyday life-saving procedures. You need a, a kidney transplant? Guess what? It's probably bought off the black market. Think about it. How many times, now my uncle, before he died of cancer, he needed a lung transplant. He needed a new lung. It was riddled with cancer. He was put on a list and the list was like for 15 fucking years. He was put on, the, on a lung transplant for 15 fucking years. Now, mind you, now this list, what happens with this list is, of course, it's based on your necessity. It's based off your lifestyle. It's based off of your income and it's based off the insurance that you have. Good old America. U.S. of A. U.S. of A. If you're rich, you're number one. If you have great insurance, you're number two. If you're in a high-class upper chalons of, of, the, of society, you're number three. You're in the top five. But if you're poor, you're a POC, person of color, guess what? Your, your name on that list goes further and further and further down. Of course, lifestyle is, is a big thing, depending on how healthy you are and how, and how you treat yourself and how, what, what you did to get to that point. Of course, that's also going to affect it. But for the most part, it is, it is mostly based off of your, what, what you can produce. 
Now, if I can't, and here's the sad part. If I called my doctor, not my doctor, but if my uncle had called his doctor and said, yo, I just came up on a lung. The doctor would not ask where he got it from. The doctor would not ask any questions on how he obtained it. The only thing the doctor would do is bring it in. The only thing the doctor would say is bring it in. Let's check it out, see if it's a healthy, if it's a healthy lung, and let's get this bitch inside of you. And because of that, that is why the illegal organ trade is booming right now. And it, and it just keeps going up more and more. The bigger the population grows, the more, the more in need we are of organs. And we don't have enough legal organ donors to, to fulfill that supply and demand. And so what do we do? We go to the black market. Let's go to the black market and let's find people willing to do this shit and get and, and, and let's donate and steal and harvest these fucking organs. I wish I was making this up, but I'm not. Though claims of organ trafficking are difficult to substantiate due to the lack of evidence and reliable data, cases of illegal organ trade have been tied to and tried and prosecuted. The person and entities prosecuted have included criminal gangs, hospitals, third-party organ brokers, nephrologists, and individuals attempting to sell their own organs. Now, it, I know I stuttered a little bit because my brain is working faster than what I can actually read, but let me tell you what this list said. Though claims of organ trafficking are difficult to substantiate due to the lack of evidence and reliable data, cases of illegal organ trade have been tried and prosecuted. The, person and, the persons and entities prosecuted have included criminal gangs, hospitals, you heard me, hospitals are very big and huge into illegal organ trade. They get a, just a stupid amount of money. They, they intentionally let people die who have a chance to be, to be saved because someone just offered him $2 million, $500,000 for whatever the cash may be in, to, in order for them to harvest that organ. Look it up. I, I actually looked it up and there is, it was sad to see that there were some hospitals here in the United States that were actually busted for illegal organ trade. So now we have hospitals, third-party organ brokers, nephrologists, and individuals attempting to sell their own organs. It is illegal for you to sell your own organ if, now this is a, an asterisk, it is illegal for you to sell your, your organ to anyone outside of the country that you're, that you're trying to sell it to. So in, in other words, me being here from America, the good old U.S. of A out here in Texas. Wow, Texas, good old America. If I attempt to sell my organ to Mexico, to the Philippines, to Brazil, to Argentina, to Colombia, to Peru, I'm going to get busted because I am not, I'm not taking into consideration my own country first. So I would, in order for me not to be prosecuted, even though it is illegal in, in technical terms, but not in actual terms, in technical, if you want to look at paper, it is illegal to harvest and sell your own organs. However, the only reason why it is illegal is because you don't think of your country first. So if, if I didn't want to get prosecuted, but I still want to make a little extra coin, a little extra chip chips on the side, I would have to contact an organ broker here in the United States in order for me to not be prosecuted and to make the max amount of money that my kidney, liver, lung, whatever I can get away with can possibly make. And, and if, if I, but if I sold it to Mexico, if I sold it to, to, uh, to Cuba or, or Puerto Rico or something like that, even though Puerto Rico is part of the is United States territory, if you're born in Puerto Rico, you're an American citizen, I can still get popped and I can still get fined and, and tried for illegal organ trade and harvesting, even though if it's my own organ. But if I, if I sold here to the good old US of A, nothing would happen to me. Insane, isn't it? It is insane. So who is getting harvested? Data from the World Health Organization indicates that, or, that donors in the illegal organ trade are predominantly impro impoverished people in developing nations. In one study of organ donors in India, for example, 71% of all donors fell below the poverty line. Poor people, including poor migrants, are more likely to fall victim of organ theft. Now, let me, let me run a scenario about you that I just found out recently that happened here in the recent future. And I don't know the exact year. It was about five, what we'll say about two to five years ago that happened out here on the good old Mexican border, out here in Texas, out here in good old U.S. of A. So according, according to reports, I don't know how accurate these reports are. I, I try to find it in different, in different media, but overall, I mean, it, the story still pointed out the same. 
But what I read was that there was a group of illegal immigrants coming from Mexico. There was a group of immigrants coming from Mexico in a, in a coyote. They were in a, in a bus or some sort of tractor trailer, right? Maybe it wasn't that big. I believe it was, there, there was about 10, 10 or 15 of them. And they were inside of a little box truck, like a little U-Haul moving van. Not the actual van, but the bigger moving trucks. Well, instead of heading over to the border out through Laredo, they detoured and they thought they were going to go through McAllen. Well, they detoured from there too and kept going east, deeper into Mexico. And the, the, the immigrants didn't realize what was happening because number one, they're in the back of the van. Now, mind you, each immigrant paid roughly two to $5,000 to be transported illegally into the United States. Of course, that is a huge risk that it, it, it's a huge risk that, that is taken and it's sad that that's even an issue, but that's a border issue is a whole different issue right now. I'm not going to get into. So these, these, these immigrants were taken into a different location of Mexico. There was a mixture of, I believe that there was, I believe it was almost an even mixture of men and women. Well, the, the women were taken and, and trafficked for sex. They were sex trafficked and the men were all killed and their organs were harvested and sold to the United States. Apparently these coyotes, these, these guys, ended up making almost $200,000 on the illegally harvested organs from these individuals. Now, of course, the women went, just went out and became sex slaves, which is unfortunate. Sex trafficking is always a horrible thing and it should be abolished. I mean, I'm sure it is now, but I mean, we really need to buckle down on that, but that's a whole different episode and a whole different story and a whole different rant. So these immigrants were, were, were taken, they were duped, and they were harvested. Their organs were harvested deeper in the part of Mexico when they were supposed to be crossing in, in, to get to America. Now, hey, Grimler, now how do you know that these were caught, that these individuals were caught in, the America, in, in America? Because there's a report stating that, that organs harvested in Mexico or from Mexico into the United States have a higher potential of being caught. But you ask, Grumbler, you said that America doesn't really mind as long as it's being harvested and sold to America. Correct. The reason why these individuals are caught is because they try to smuggle drugs along with the harvested organs. They, when, when the, according to the reports, when Border Patrol looked into the ice chest and to the, to the, the facilities or to the storages that they had these organs in, they overlooked the organs, which they were perfectly fine with, but found several keys of cocaine along with the organs. So they didn't get charged for the illegal harvesting of the organs or killing all these immigrants. They were arrested for trying to smuggle drugs into the United States along with the harvested organs. Again, when people fall below the poverty line, they want to do everything and anything can. A, number one, to get out of debt, obviously. My wife and I have joked to each other all the time, I'm going to sell a fucking kidney so we can get out of debt. I mean, thankfully, we're not too far in debt now. We just have regular manageable debt. But before, when we were younger, we were head over heels with debt. We joked around all the time. I'm going to sell a kidney. Maybe I can sell a kidney. We'll get out of debt. But the biggest, but 71% of all donors fell below the poverty line. That's just in India. That's not even, that's not even counting for all around the world. And now, yeah, yeah. I can't find my kidney. I don't know where and I don't know why. It, it, I mean, why, why, why is this even a fucking thing? You ask yourself, Grumbler, this is, why, why are you talking about this? I'm, I'm getting to this. This is part of the episode where it's kind of hazy. And then I jump into the, the episode that I originally did it, but I needed to combine both of them in order to find out what's going to happen. So if you're poor, don't sell your kidney. 71% fell. That is the main customer for illegal organs. If you're poor, you have a more, you have bigger chance of being enticed to sell your kidney, your lungs, or something else in order for them to try to get out of poverty. It's sad, really, if you think about it. Let's continue. Accounts of this practice usually characterize the victims as unemployed individuals, often but not always men between the ages of 20 and 40 who were seeking work and were taken out of the country for operations. Often but not always men between the ages of 20 and 40 who were seeking work and were taken out of the country for operations. 
We're going to fix you up real quick, bud. Don't worry about it. I don't, you only have, what are you talking about? All I have is a pimple. I know, we'll get that pimple out right away. We're going to take you to get surgery. What? Why do I feel so tired? Oh, I just took your kidneys, homeboy. Oh, I tell you. Poor people are also more likely to volunteer to sell their organs. One of the primary reasons donors articulate for why they sell their organs is to pay off debt. Migrants, for instance, may use the money to pay off human traffickers. Migrants, for instance, may use the money to pay off human traffickers. There was also another report that I read not too long ago, actually that I, that I, I just read yesterday, that happened not too long ago, that there was a group of illegals who died. I shouldn't say illegals. I shouldn't say that. that, that that's wrong of me because they weren't, they, they, anyway, I'm, we're not, we're not going to call them illegals anymore. There was a, a group full of migrants that that over half of the load of the of the people there died because of complications due to them having their their organs removed illegally, meaning that they weren't done in a professional setting. However, the people that do remove these organs do have some sort of medical training or have been taught by some a professional surgeon, a licensed surgeon. The reason why I say that it was done illegally is because it was not done in the proper facilities in order to house and, and take care of any complications that arise from such an intense evasive, invasive surgery. Now you think about it. You're, you're heading over to the good old Merca, good old US of A out here in Texas, out there in California, Arizona, New Mexico. And then your your van, your 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 transportation buddies start dying because of infection and complications from a surgery that they that they did or they had done to remove a kidney or a lung or a liver in order for them to pay for to pay for the person the traffickers to traffic them into the United States. So you have a van full of migrants who died from surgical complications. Because they needed, they, they needed to sell their organs in order to have enough money to get into the United States. Which, ironically, the organs were probably sold to the United States. It, it blows my mind. I, I didn't know that all this was happening into this. I mean, I, I saw movies of it and I saw reports, but I didn't know that it was this intense. The most impoverished are frequently viewed as more reliable targets for transplant tourists because they are the most in need of money. While some supporters of the organ trade argue that it helps lift some people out of poverty by providing compensation to donors, evidence of this claim is hotly debated. So you're telling me that let's go ahead and say, let's continue with this illegal organ trade because it helps people out of poverty. So you're telling me that if someone is in debt for X amount of money, and they sell their kidney for, say, I don't know, $5,000. Depending on, 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 the, on the healthiness and what's going on with the kidney, you might not get the full $20,000, $100,000 that you expect. And plus, if you go through with someone who's brokering and who's, who's helping you get this done, they're going to take their piece too. And most of the time, that piece is a lot bigger than what you're going to receive in your actual hand. But some supporters of the organ trade argue that it helps lift some people out of poverty by providing compensation to donors. Get the fuck out of here. What that is, that's an excuse in order to, to solidify and to, and to ver not verify, but to help your narrative. Meaning that if you're the one who's, who's saying that it helps people get out of debt, you're probably the one that's making a lot of money from it. So don't come at me sideways talking about this is a good thing for everybody because it helps people get out of, out, of, out of debt. That's not true. That's a lie. What you're doing is you're, you're helping your narrative in order for you to feel okay for your ethical choice. In many cases, people who sell their organs in order to pay off debt do not manage to escape this debt and remain trapped in debt cycles. Often people feel like they have no choice but to no, donate their kidneys due to extreme poverty. Now, that's a good point. My brother and I talk about this all the time. We talk about people who are stuck in or trapped in debt cycles, meaning that if you get, say that you're, you're in debt for, we'll say $40,000, maybe $50,000, you're barely making the minimum payments on everything that you own. You're trying extremely hard to try to get out of debt. You're doing what you can. You come up on money. You say you come up on $30,000. You pay off that $30,000. Now you only have $10,000 worth of debt, right? Right. I mean, $10,000 worth of debt, it's still kind of high depending on what you make, but it's a manageable amount of debt. Correct? Correct. 
So what a debt cycle means is that instead of learning from that initial mistake or when you file bankruptcy and you learn and you and learning from that mistake, not getting into that same that same cycle, you fall right back into that same rut, creating more and more debt. So you paying off whatever debt you had initially only to create that same exact, if not more of a debt, was pointless. It was futile for you to get rid of a kidney. Now, that is a debt cycle, meaning that you pay it off, but you fall right back into it, and you pay it off, you fall right back into it. It's insane, right? Right. I, was, I used to be part of that debt cycle until my wife's all, yo, we can't do this shit anymore. We really need to get out of debt. And I said, all right. And she said, all right. And we got out of debt. So what, what blows my mind is, yeah, we have a debt. You, you want to sell your kidney, but don't fall into the debt cycle. Don't start buying unnecessary shit in order for you to think that you have money freed up and then now you're, you're way over your head worse than what you were before. It's insane. So it, it's a false narrative saying that, that it helps impoverished people get out of debt by selling their kidneys to organ traders. That's not. What that is is just, just that's just your way of making you feel good so you won't, so, so your morals can be pointed in the right direction so you don't feel bad for exploiting the, the poverty, the, the impoverished people in order for them to sell their organs so you can make more money off of what the, than what they're making. Don't, don't sell that narrative. What are the prices? Let's, let's, let's look at some prices for what it costs for what people are willing to pay for certain organs, shall we? Of course. The United Network, the United Network for Organ Sharing defines transplant tourism as the purchase of a transplant organ abroad that includes access to an organ while bypassing laws, rules, or processes of, of any or all countries involved. Now, when I first read this, I, I didn't know exactly what that meant. And so I had to break it down and I had to look it at look it over. I had to look it over to make sure that I knew exactly what they were talking about. So this is a legitimate a legitimate place where the United Network for Organ Sharing. This is a, a, a legitimate place where they you can find organs and sell organs too. They define transplant tourism as the purchase of a transplant organ abroad that includes access to an organ while bypassing laws, rules, or processes of any or all countries involved or any of all country involved. The term transplant tourism describes the commercialism that drives illegal organ trade, but not all medical tourism for organs is illegal. The term transplant tourism describes the commercialism that drives illegal organ trade, but not all medical tourism for organs is illegal. Now, I call bullshit on that. I believe all organ trade is illegal, However, it is done and then put and then put a, a little bow is put on top of it. And everyone's like, oh, okay, now we're happy. We didn't get it from, from a little shady dude in the back of the white van. We actually met in a medical facility and they, they, we made a deal on 15 kidneys. What, what organ tourism is, what transplant tourism is, is that yeah, I can go to, let's say, let's go to the Philippines. We're going to go to the Philippines. And when we're there, I can purchase and harvest an organ. And not get in trouble from it because I just claim it under transplant tourism, meaning that I am not from that country. So I don't have to abide from any of those transplant rules, those organ transplant rules. But I can harvest me a fucking kidney and get away with it, head back to the States and get my procedure done like nothing happened. Now, I'm going to pay a little bit more money, don't get me wrong, but I can, I can literally go buy an organ from anywhere around the world and not be prosecuted because of transplant Tourism. Boy, I tell you. Are you are you are you tripped out yet? Are you scratching your eyeballs? Like what why is this a thing? Yeah, because I, I, I was tripping out on the same thing. How how is this even happening? Let's continue. Transplant tourism raises concerns because it involves a transfer of healthy organs in one direction, depleting the regions where organs are bought. This transfer typically occurs in trends from south to north from developing to developed nations, from females to males, and from people of color to whites. This transfer typically occurs in trends from south to north, from developing to developed nations, from females to males, and from people of color to whites. 
when developing to developed nations, meaning that if you are in a third world country and your your area is considered undeveloped, but quote developing, I can harvest it from a bunch of these impoverished people and send them to a developed country, and I'll be perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Not a, not a, not a care in the world. Everything is fine. Everything's legit. Grumbler. Let's let's go look on Wish. Let's get a kidney from Wish. We'll shop South Africa. We'll saw. We'll we'll shop Mexico. We'll just put the region within 20,000 miles of each other. It's fucking insane. In 2007, for example, 2,500 kidneys were purchased in Pakistan with foreign recipients making up two-thirds of the buyers. In the same year, in Canada and the United Kingdom, experts estimated that about 30 to 50 of their citizens illegally purchased organs abroad. Why? Because there's just not enough organs to purchase legally within their country. So we need to purchase illegal organs abroad in order for us to, to receive that life-saving treatment. Remember that word, okay? Life-saving. Remember that. Write it down, please. Right. I'll wait. Did you write it down? I don't hear any pin scratching. Write it down. Life-saving. Just, just remember that. The kidney is the most commonly sought after organ in transplant tourism with prices for the organ ranging from as little as $1,300 to as much as $150,000. I can buy a kidney for $1,300. I don't know what kind of condition that kidney is going to be in, but I can get one for $1,300. I guess if I want to get to the upper echelons of kidneys, I can pay up to $150,000. Reports estimate that 75% of all illegal organ trading involves kidneys. 75%. Why do we have a shortage, a shortage of kidneys? Why are kidneys failing so much? Alcohol and drugs. I'll tell you that right now. Alcohol and drugs. The liver is also prominent in transplant tourism with prices ranging from $4,000 to $157,000. Though livers are regenerative, making liver donations non-fatal, they are much less common due to an excruciating post-operative recovery period that, deter, that deters donors. The only reason why livers are, are in high demand is because of the excruciating post-operative recovery period that deters donors. So you can make $157,000, potentially, possibly. But you don't want to go recover an extreme amount of pain in a white van in the back of an alley covered with garbage. Your medical room is a white van parked with no tires. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that either. Other high-priced body parts commonly sold include corneas worth $24,400, unfertilized eggs $12,400, while lower-priced bodily commodities include blood $25 to $337, skin, skin $10 per square inch, and bone slash ligaments $5,465. You can sell your skin for $10 per square inch. Could you imagine? <laughs> now, I know that this isn't a laughing matter, but this is a laughing matter. Can you imagine selling your skin and then walking down the street someone and say, why do you have a piece of my tattoo? Why is a piece of my tattoo on your body right now? That doesn't make any sense right now, homie. That's my tattoo. <laughs> I know you didn't get <laughs> You have the missing puzzle. You have the missing puzzle piece. Sorry. Unfertilized, unfertilized eggs, $12,400. Corneas, $24,000. Blood, $25 to $337. Bones and ligaments, $5,465. That is insane. While there is a high demand and correspondingly a very high price for vital organs such as hearts and lungs, transplant tourism and organ trafficking of these parts is very rare due to due to the sophisticated nature of the transplants of the transplant surgery and the state of the art facilities required for such transplant meaning that these illegal traffickers have not yet figured out how to successfully remove hearts and lungs even though that it does it does happen but they have not 
successfully figured out how to harvest these without their patients dying and the and completely destroying the organ that they're trying to get, the heart and the lungs. Because it is a very intense surgery. That's why a lot of times they people just die. They get killed for their heart and lungs. Is there a solution? Now, remember what I was telling you, life-saving. Now, this is the second part of the show or the episode. Okay, listener discretion is advised. I don't think it's that bad, but when I was reading it, this this is a really controversial issue. It's a really hot topic right now, and I didn't know that. Surprisingly, I actually heard it on the Alex Jones show, and I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about, so I decided to look into it and do an episode for it myself. So here we go. Is there a solution for organ Harvesting. Is there is there a way to put a damper on the illegal organ trade? Of course there is. How, how Grumbler? Let me tell you. In a remarkable, if likely controversial feat, scientists announced that they have created the first successful human-animal hybrids. <laughs> I know you're looking at my speaker. I know you're looking at the speaker right now. You're looking at the episode like, what the fuck did I just get into? In a remarkable, if likely controversial feat, scientists announced that they have created the first successful human-animal hybrids. If anybody has watched The Island of Dr. Moreau, this is where this is going. The project proves that human cells can be introduced into a non-human organism, survive, and even grow inside a host animal, in this case, pigs. Weird, I mean, it, it's weird to say, but apparently pigs and humans have a really similar body structure and organs and, and functioning of the innards. We have uh, pigs and humans match quite, I mean, it's scary how much we, we match to a pig. This, bio, this biomedical advance has long been a dream and a quandary for scientists hoping to address a critical shortage of donor organs. It's been a dream for scientists hoping to address a critical shortage of donor organs. What if, rather than relying on a generous donor or a traffic donor, you could grow a custom organ inside an animal instead? I don't know how you are on ethics. I don't know how you feel ethically or morally. What do you, let me know in the comments. Let me know, email me, graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, graveyardgrumblerpodcast on Instagram, graveyardgrumblerpodcast on Podbean. Shoot me a message and let me know what you think. Are, would you be willing and okay with growing human body parts, human organs inside of animals and then getting the animals getting harvested for these organs just, just to be put into a human later on? I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, I honestly don't know how I feel about that. The team created what's known scientifically as a, ch- as a chimera, an organism that contains cells from two different species. In the past, human-animal chimeras have been beyond reach. In the past, and that is a fucking lie. That, I was looking at research, and it says in the past, human-animal ch- uh, chimeras have been, be- have been beyond reach, and that is not true. This is why this topic came up for me. I will get into that later on as I continue with the show. Such experiments are currently ineligible for public funding in the United States. So far, the SOC team has relied on private donors for the Chimera project. Public opinion, too, has hampered the creation of organisms that are part human, part animal. Now, we all know. We all know this. I mean, we've watched movies. We're all human beings. We Sometimes we have the darkest, deepest, in our deepest, darkest days, we have, we have morbid thoughts. We have morbid ideas we have just 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 bouts of morbid morbidity and and other things that come into our mind that a lot of times should not come to to a fruitation just shouldn't come to a head right right my wife i told my wife a few a few thoughts that i had a while back and she said hey don't trip about it as long as you don't act on it these are just invasive thoughts so when we have invasive thoughts of the worst kind a lot of times, you know, sensical people just don't act on them, right? Right. But we all know, judging from from Dr. Moreau to Jurassic Park, that we're going to have a scientist that's going to that's going to bring and do what they can to literally combine and make a human-animal hybrid, a manimal. 
we know, I mean, oh my gosh, I just watched, holy shit. Has anybody watched the movie The Animal with Rob Schneider? It's a stupid ass movie, but holy shit. He create he he creates manimals. Rob Schneider because he gets in this horrible accident, is damn near death. Or damn damn near or he died pretty much. It wasn't damn near dying. He was he was pretty much dead. Ded. This scientist, this evil scientist, or not evil, but this mad scientist, saved his life with various with, with a, a variety of animal parts, turning him into an animal human hybrid. Now. You know, as well as I know, that something like that is literally being worked on as we speak. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just let my mind go wild and I let my mind wander, wander way far than what it's supposed to, making me think of the worst. Now, Dr. Moreau, I actually forgot about that movie until my brother just reminded me about it not too long ago. It's a sick movie. Both ways. Now, we know that there's a scientist out there right now trying to create and, and born and have a human-animal hybrid walk and talk amongst the rest of us. We know this. How do you feel ethically? How do you feel morally? Would, what would you think of if a scientist shows off a legitimate human-animal hybrid that is alive? That is, is standing or on all fours, but with human features. Is that a reality? Yes, that is a reality. We literally can alter genes and make this happen. We are, the scientists are the gods of the world. Think about it. Scientists can recreate genes and redirect genes and splice and do whatever they can in order for stuff to take hold. In order for something to be, to be inseminated and to become to, to vitality or to come to, 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 to real life. Scientists are the gods of the world. Let's continue. But for lead study author John, John Wu of the Salk Institute, we, only, we need only look, hold on. Let me back up. I, I, I'm so hyped up. But for lead study author John, John Wu of the Salk Institute, he said, we need only look to mythical chimeras like the human-bird hybrids we know as angels for a different perspective. He said, quote, in ancient civilization, chimeras were associated with God, he said, In quote. He says that our ancestors thought that chimeric form can guard humans. In a sense, in a sense, that's what the team hopes human-animal hybrids will one day do. Let me repeat that because I said that in, in I, was, I, was, I was jumbling my words. This author, Jun Wu, said, in ancient civilizations, chimeras were associated with God. He says, and our ancestors thought that chimeric form can guard humans. In a sense, that's what the team hopes human-animal hybrids will one day do. I'm a big, I'm a big Alex Jones fan, not for his beliefs. Not, not at all for anything he stands for, but his show is really entertaining. The shit that, he's, that he spouts off, are, they blow my mind. Now, when I mean I'm a fan, I don't buy any of his products. I don't, the, the, the smallest thing that I do is I give him, a, I, I listen to what he has to say. I don't purchase any of his goodies. I don't, I don't go around saying Alex Jones for president or Alex Jones is the truth. No, 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 no. Just like a broken watch, people are going to be right at least twice a day. Or at least twice in their life. So with this, Alex Jones actually said, I, I wish I could pull the audio out. I'll, I'll see if I can pull the audio out and I'll, and I'll play it here at the end. But Alex Jones actually said that, that the, the globalist, <laughs> fucking globalist, I hate sound like conspiracy theorists, that the globalists in this world want to take over all the humans. They, they want to eliminate humans with, with individual thinking, their free will, and replace them with AI and or animal-human hybrids. And when asked, why do you think they want to replace them with human-animal hybrids? They said that way, when the human-animal hybrid is taken out by the, by the free-will-thinking human, they're not going to have any emotional attachment, that they're not going to have anything other than whatever was created in a lab to do a mass genocide of mankind and take over the world and be slaves 
for the elites. Now, I don't believe in that shit. But at the same time, this guy, this, this author saying that at one point in time, at, at, eventually he hopes that human-animal hybrids will one day protect humankind. Protect. Protect. Again, say, think what you want. I really want to know what you think. Graveyard Grumbler at mail.com. Graveyard Grumbler podcast on Instagram and Podbean. Leave me a note. So how do you create a hybrid? How do you create one? There are two ways to make a, chi- a chimera. The first is to introduce the organs of one animal into another, a risky proposition because the host's immune system may cause the organ to be rejected. That's common sense, common knowledge, common science, right? Right. The other method is to begin at the embryonic level, introducing one animal's cells into the embryo of another and letting them grow together into a hybrid. It sounds weird, but it's an ingenious way to eventually solve a number of vexing biological problems with, land, with lab-grown organs. When scientists discovered stem cells, the master cells that can produce any kind of body tissue, they seem to contain infinite scientific promise. But convincing those cells to grow into the right kinds of tissue and organs is difficult. Cells must survive in petri dishes. Scientists have to use scaffolds to make sure the organs grow into the right shapes. And often patients must undergo painful and invasive procedures to harvest the tissue needed to kick off the process. Patients must undergo painful and invasive procedures to harvest the tissues needed to kick off the process. This is another reason why I brought up the organ trade and the, and the trafficking earlier in the show was because a lot of times doctors allow these patients to die in order for these tissues and organs to be, or the, these tissues to be harvested. A lot of times we get these from miscarried, almost uh, to term babies. We also get these from umbilical cords that has a lot of stem cells in them. There's a lot of different ways that we can get stem cells. But of course, we don't want to. It depends on your ethics and your beliefs. Now, I don't believe religion should be involved in science. Not one stupid bit. But a lot of times, aborted babies, as, 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 uh, as Alex Jones said, is that we're harvesting, abortion is legal to harvest dead babies to kill them and get their stem cells and use them as scientific experiments, which is not true, by the way. You can look it up. Now, I mean... I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think I, from what the research that I've read, the, the, what I've done, it's not true, but it's kind of hard for me to back that saying now that we have animals, we have animal human hybrids. What are the risks? The team then took stem cells from rats and injected them into pig blastocytes. This version failed, not surprisingly, since rats and pigs have dramatically different gestation times and evolutionary ancestors. But pigs have a notable similarity to humans. Though they take less time to gestate, their organs look a lot like ours. Not that these similarities, similarities made the task any easier. The team discovered that in order to introduce human cells into pigs without killing them, they had to get the timing just right. We are injecting pigs with our fucking bodies, with, with human cells. We have a pigman. Pigmans. Humigs. One scientist said, quote, we tried three different types of human cells, essentially representing three different times, end quote. In the, de- in the developmental process, explains John Wu, a Salk, a Salk Institute scientist and the paper's first, first author. Through trial and error, they learned the naive pluro, the pluripotent cells, stem cells with unlimited potential didn't survive as well as ones that had developed a bit more. When those just right human cells were injected into the pig embryos, the embryo survived. When those just right human cells were injected into the pig embryos, the embryos survived. Meaning that we that we we impregnated pigs. The scientists impregnated pigs. There was an embryo developing inside of the pig's womb. We then inject our human cells into this pig. Meaning that if this pig goes to term, it's a this pig has human fucking cells human DNA and human goddamn features that could potentially, potentially be developed and birth into our world. Again, I don't know how I feel about this yet, but I will get to this in a minute. 
In all, the team created 186 later-stage chimeric embryos that survived, says Wu, and we estimate each had about 1 in 100,000 human cells. These frameworks don't pay any heed to how humanized a chimera is. Shabazi says that an animal embryo with 80% human cells is very different. Is a very different entity from one with 5%. Bullshit! You can't tell me that, that an embryo with 80% human cells is very different from one that is 5%. There are differences, of course, but there's also several similarities, meaning that we have a human pig that's, big, that, that's, that's being born, that's being raised or not raised... <laughs> but being incubated inside of a pig, right? We have, there's obviously going to be a higher percentage of animal DNA and, and animal cells because it is being injected into an animal embryo. However, when you have 80% human cells, it, it, 80% of the body is human cells. How much different really? The only difference really is that it's being, it, the embryo is being incubated inside of an animal. Oh, I tell you, it's not different. I mean, what happens if one of these, these, these human animal hybrids survive and are born? You know very well that that's one of their main goals. You know very well that out of curiosity, out of, for the love of science, they want to know if this, if this little shit will actually survive in the really real world and how long would they survive? What's, what's more... What's more, it is it is what's more, it is possible in principle to make chimeras in which the animal embryo becomes just a housing for a developing organism made only from human cells. Could such a thing be implanted in the womb of a cow or a gorilla? It's not obviously possible. Graveyard Grumbler's final wrap. We're gonna wrap this episode up. It's a lot shorter than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna go on forever, but it, but it's not. So. I'm going to read you a few other things. Part of the Graveyard Grumbler final wrap, and I'm going to give my final piece here in a few minutes. In 1926, artificial insemination pioneer Ila Ivan, Ivan, Ivanovich, <laughs> Elil, Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov tried three times to inseminate chimps with human sperm in French Guinea, Africa. He also wanted to inseminate African women with chimp sperm without their knowledge. When word got out about his about this to the Academy of Sciences, oh hold on, whoa! When word got out about this, the Academy the Academy of Sciences of the Soviet Union stopped his funding. This crazy madman scientist wanted to inseminate African women with chimp sperm without their knowledge. That is fucking rape. No, no means no. You fucking weirdo. It gets better. Dutch zoologist Herman Marie Bernalo Moens wanted to impregnate a chimp with human sperm, but lost his teaching position over the idea. That's bestiality. Now, this brings me to a good point. Is bestiality just for an ethical way, or are they afraid, like, are they legitimately afraid that if a male has sex with a female animal, that the animal might actually get impregnated and have a human-animal hybrid baby? Grumbler, you're speaking wild on the yard right now. You're coming sideways on the yard, Grumbler. You're speaking wild right now. I know, but what other reason other than ethical and morals, moral values, that, that bestiality is illegal? After reading this, I'm starting to believe that, that these conservatives were legitimately worried. Not even the conservatives. Let me, let me rephrase that. Let, let me take that conservative part. That the government was actually worried that, that humans might have the potential of impregnating an animal causing some sort of, some sort of hybrid. What happens with that? What do you do after that? You can't, we can't just have animals. And I've heard, I've heard horror stories of when I was younger of, of people having sex with pigs and sheep. And, and they had human sheep pigs or human sheep or human sheep. And they were killed out of, out of freakiness and saying that it was the devil's spawn. This was, also, this was stories from the deep parts of Mexico that I heard this about. Some, some boy got lonely, had sex with the sheep when he was out, when he was out in, on, the, on the pasture. The sheep got pregnant with the boys from the boy and birthed a sheep with human features. And then, of course, it was killed because it was a, it was a, a devil baby, a, a spawn of, the, of Satan. 
In 2012, former Minnesota Governor Jesse Ventura made an episode of the program called Manimal Chimera. On the show, animal rights activist Chris DeRoe warns him, saying, quote, they created pigs and they've got human blood flowing through their bodies, mice with human brains, end quote. Ventura said he'd heard about, he heard 10 years prior in Shanghai about rabbit human embryos. Was this all for the good cause, such as growing organs? Now, this was in 2012, 10 years ago. That was in 2002. Now, there's reports saying that as early as the, as the early 1900s that we had human animal embryos in universities all across the United States, one being here in the University of Texas of Austin. DeRoe wished that DeRoe wished that were true, but said, quote, it's for power, it's for control, end quote. Ventura's production team even interviewed an alleged whistleblower named Dr. Hussein. Hussein, who led them to a ranch in Reno, Nevada, where sheep purposely had human blood and livers. In Reno, Nevada, we have these fucking human sheep walking around. Boy, I tell you. University of Albany biopsychology researcher Dr. Gordon Gallup stated on camera that during his graduate studies, his professor told him that humanzee, that the humanzee had become real. The professor said a chimp had been inseminated with human sperm at the Yerkes National Primate Research Center in Atlanta, where he firmly worked. The result was euthanized a week after birth. The humanzee, human chimpanzee. A chimp had been inseminated with human sperm. And the, the chimp gave birth to a half-human, half-chimpanzee baby. And the result was euthanized a week after birth. Euthanized meaning that it was alive. It was alive and they got rid of it because of the abomination that they felt that was created. Again, I don't know how I feel about this. If it's anything like the island of Dr. Moreau, then I don't want anything to do with it. Leave them out. Leave them where they be. Just let, just let the genetics take its course naturally. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't understand. I mean, my mind is, my mind is all kind of sideways. My head's a pretzel. My, my head is a pretzel right now. It, it, it's, a, it's legitimately a pretzel right now. Stanford bioethicist Dr. William Herbolt said Ventura, or Dr. William Herbolt, Hurlbut told Ventura that a Harvard professor said he wanted to mix human and chimp genes in a new creature to see what each gene did. Some people would want to enhance humans for the bio-Olympics, maybe even as some sort of domestic slaves. Now, allegedly, what this is all a part of is that they want to have so many human-animal hybrids that they're going to have a factory farm of, of organ harvesting. That's alleged. I don't know how true that is, but that is, that is an, an alleged report that scientists want to have a factory farm of organs so we will never be without organs for the rest of our days. So when someone needs a kidney, they just go to blue section, row 15, and pull out the fucking human Z and grab his fucking lungs or its kidneys or its liver, whatever, whatever case, you know, whatever stronger in that animal or that human Z, that, that hybrid, that, that manimal. I don't know how I feel about having a factory farm of human-animal hybrids solely for the harvesting of their organs. I don't know how that, I don't know what to think about that. Let me know what you think. Graveyardgrumbler at mail.com, Graveyardgrumbler podcast on Instagram and Podbean. Leave me a comment. What do you think about having domestic slaves as human-animal hybrids? We all know that eventually slaves have a rebellion. What happens when, we, when we're overtaken by human-animal hybrids? I'm not saying this is going to be true, but in the worst-case scenario, it might be true. Insane. It's insane. I, I, never, I didn't know that all this shit was this deep. Scientists, scientists need ethicists, but some don't want them. The latter kind wants to be a god and heed neither a higher power nor mere mortal. Technology without ethics never goes well. Technology without ethics never goes well. We may long for the days before each according to their kinds was violated and we mixed ourselves with animals. 
I just wanted to add some of that in there. That is, it blows my mind. I, I don't, I honestly don't know what to think. I, I have, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm befuddled with everything that's, what this whole story, this whole report. I, I personally think it's insane, but at the same time, I can see the, the scientific part of it. I mean, think about it. When you're put on a, on an organ list for 10 plus years and you have to wait to see if something happens. And your life is on the line. I, I understand that part. I really do. However, at the same time, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at, I don't know. Cause I really don't know. We're going to go ahead and end the episode right there. Cause I, I, I have nothing else to say on it. It just blows my mind. I want to know what you guys think. Graveyard Grumbler at mail.com. Graveyard Grumbler podcast on Instagram and Podbean. Leave me a message, please. I want to know what you guys think. This, this episode was insane to me. Announcements, uh, my live radio show goes live every Thursday. I didn't do it yesterday because my, my goddamn refrigerator people, I mean, my washer people scheduled the show up time from 9 a.m. until the day I die. They eventually showed up at 12.30, almost 1 o'clock at the time that I finished the show. I could have done the show. And then they didn't leave until about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Pissed me off. Other than that, uh, let me see here. The Patreon is up and running. I'm actually going to be running stories here next week. I have a whole list of stuff that I need to get through, and I will be bombarding the Patreon. I've been still catching up on that and getting that taken care of. I want to thank each and every one of you. New episode next Friday. I'm close to my 100th episode. This is episode 98. Two more episodes. That's crazy. I want to thank each and every one of you for my support. My support. I want to thank each and every one of you for the support and thank you for listening to my show. I greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so, so much. And as always, good morning, good day, good night, goodbye. So what I'm telling you is China has no rules. 20 years ago, they had cows that produced human milk. 20 years ago, they had spiders that produced body armor, spider goats, okay? They have human-animal hybrids 30 years ago. They've got giant human tissue farms. You know, you hear, oh, your, your Achilles is torn. We've got a grown-in-a-lab a tendon. It's not a frickin' tendon grown in a lab. It's a frickin' deal a humanoid. These aren't humans. The way they get around it is they wait make a minute, them, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, we're, few- we're saying so many things. This is, listen, I love you to death. But you say you so $10 million many humanoids are real. I believe they are. But you say so many different things without stopping. It's hard because for I'm reporting to, to the government agency, so they'll listen and investigate. I'm decompartmentalizing. Okay, but this will be studied for years. So what? <laughs> no, what I'm I telling you, is, you, I believe Joe, you, Joe, I believe Joe, you. Joe, 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 Joe. Yes. Joe, it was in MIT Quarterly 25 years ago that they had human-animal embryos, but they killed them at the embryonic level. You I can pull it up. It. No, expand. I believe They've this. got humanoids. I believe this. I mean, they, look, they've already used CRISPR to enhance children. With they've higher intelligence and everything. Yes. In China. Well, it was actually it was a side effect, they believe, of it making boosted them intelligence. HIV. It was something about HIV, immune to HIV. Joe, Joe. Yes. Everything 100%. they roll out has already been tested. Oh, I believe you. But it has an aim. So let me tell you what's really going on. The globalists want to play God. They have what they call a breakaway civilization. So instead of talking about the breakaway civilization, I want to talk about Sandy Hook, which I get, and I appreciate you letting me cover, and I'm sorry it ever happened. I believed it happened. I'm sorry for people's pain. And then I ask the families, and I ask the, the, the lawyers, and I ask them all, stop in my name, saying I'm the wolf at the door, saying go after these families, and stop running around through the news everywhere saying Alex Jones says Sandy Hook didn't happen. Because the media, well, how about the media the is the most unpopular thing in the world with 7% approval rating in Gallup. So when they say that I say it's fake, that sends people to Connecticut because people think the media lies. Right. So if they're saying Alex Jones said it didn't happen, it must have not happened, and now they're trying to create a violent event not the families, but I think some of the people involved know that if they make a big enough hype about it, they're going to have a big event up there in Connecticut, you understand? And they're going to blame it on me. So I'm saying, no, no, no. I believe it happened. Stop saying I said it didn't happen. And stop saying that I'm saying no kids died. Because I want to talk about human-animal hybrids and humanoids. Because, Joe, why has it got to be a humanoid? Why? Because if you make it a few percentage points, another uh, animal or another creature, it's a gray area. There's no human rights. You have an animal rights movement. You have a human rights movement. There's no alien movement. Aliens are real. They're creating human-animal hybrids that are a new creature, never here on Earth. It's alien. 
So the aliens are already here. AI is alien. The chimeras are alien. Aliens are already here. So you're saying they're making these human-animal hybrids so they can, what, harvest tissue from them? That's just level one. What's level two? What's level eight? Because a lot, I'll tell you, a lot, for the best of my knowledge, a lot of people think, oh, it's, it's, it's human harvesting of Falun Gong or these Buddhists are really healthy. That's big. That's going on because they still have a, a better non-rejection rate. But with the chimeras, I remember 22 years ago reading a BBC article that was kind of testing the waters. They occasionally test it. And they go, oh, yeah, uh, about 15 years ago, the first animal, human, chimeras were made in testives. They were not brought to term. But some scientists want to implant them in utero in cows because obviously that's a bigger uterus. You can grow up a bigger humanoid and get more tissue. And so then I went, I better go research that. So I went to UT Library at that time. You could get some on the Internet in like 1996. And I went and actually pulled up all these MIT reports. And I took them to my dad and other people who's a doctor. And they go, yeah, that's really crazy. And it was all about how... We've got to prepare the public for this because we're going to be able to download their memories and then put it in a new body. This is before Blade Runner. So, see, it's not like this is the, – the world's not imitating Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a preparation for what's coming. And they're telling you, more human than human, this is going to be more advanced. This is going to be better. But like everything, like a cell phone or like a vaccine, it's got a Trojan horse. It's got a back door. It's already been tested. It's already been perfected. It's being rolled out. You're not given the real technology. You're not given the real life extension. You're given the crap, Joe. And the earth is seen as like an egg yolk to give the propulsion power for this new thing that's going to be born. And whether you believe that or not, just like when... The he, new thing meaning artificial intelligence? Beyond that. It's beyond a fusion that. of artificial intelligence and a whole synthesis of new life forms. And so that's the big giant race when Elon Musk came in and told you, because he goes to these billionaire functions and he has a conscience, so he's freaked out. And they go to these billionaire functions. I don't just know this. I've talked to people. And I was in Wired Magazine 20-something years ago, Why the Future Doesn't Need Us, Bill Joy, a billionaire, co-owner of Sun Microsystems. He goes to a billionaire meeting with 200 guys, and the consensus was, we're not going to let people play video games and party all day. We're going to set up a world government. We're going to slowly titrate the dose and poison the public, dumb them down, put electromagnetic radiation out with 5G that scrambles their DNA, lowers their IQ. We're going to cause mass mental illness and a controlled societal collapse that will then be organized and controlled in the mop-up crew by robots, controlled by the globalist programmers who believe with the off-world entities they're in communication with, that they're going to be given the uh, operation to upload and be in that larger kind of Borg cube system okay, hit if, the they, if they sell the country out. you got to hit the brakes because we need to we take this back to I'm so baffled. What's the matter? I, I Googled one of these things. MIT, MIT Technology Review estimates that about 20 pregnancies of pig-human or sheep-human chimeras have been established during the last 12 months in the U.S. Total white wash. 2016. I, I 100% believe it. Look, I think that this was going on in 1985. I'm sure they tried to recruit my dad to a DARPA program. I believe that in college, and then when he was a dentist, I believe that. I believe that they will take all sorts of liberties in gray They're areas when it comes to. Today's episode is sponsored by Struggle Snuggles Ball Pythons. Struggle Snuggle is a small hobbyist breeder who wants to share the joy of ball pythons with new and experienced snake enthusiasts. Struggle Snuggle offers different types of morphs and standard non-morph pythons. Struggle Snuggle will offer insight on the first-time Python owners and is available via email for questions on the continuation for healthy care of your new Python. You can reach Struggle Snuggle through his Instagram at strugglesnuggle32257. That's strugglesnuggle32257. So you can get a look at the different type of snakes that he does own. Again, strugglesnuggle32257. His Instagram handle will be in the show notes. This is the end, this is the end, this is the end. You should be a friend, 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 friend. Graveyard Grumbler Podcast. Grumbler.